Hello, everybody. Welcome back to D&D &D 404. I am your DM, Tony. And join with me today are the other three WWE wrestlers in my lineup. Fellas, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, starting with the brawling, muscular, veiny Jerry. <laughs> so the best intros ever. <laughs> that was that was wonderful. Uh, Armo's checking in. I got to say, used to watch wrestling as a kid all the way growing up and some of my favorite ones are from uh the those almost what 80s to 90s so good old macho man randy savage oh yeah he's the cream of the crop rising to the top you are nothing but a green sand in the desert that is macho madness i've never simultaneously yes. oh, hated God, and loved him. something so much <laughs> he is wonderful I watch his interviews all the time, and man, it's it's great. Yeah, and when people get do his his impersonations, uh, I love it. It's I feel great. like we should let Alec go next because he always gets his thing stolen. <laughs> uh, you guys definitely will not take this one, <laughs> but um, my name is Alec. I play Drell of the Ashbourne, and my favorite WD, WWE superstar is. We could do I WB. would have to say the rated R superstar Edge. Um, he's the fucking man, dude. And for those who don't know, he had like a neck injury in like his prime and he had to end up like walking away from it. The 2020 Royal Rumble when he comes back in the entrance of it, as soon as you hear it and everyone goes nuts, it's one of the greatest comebacks like mm. ever. I fucking love Edge. So, yeah. Eddie Guerrero. Close runner-up, R.I.P. All right. And I am Dan. I play Minus Pebble Walker, your tiny little swarm keeper ranger. And uh, I, I'm i guessing I watched the least WWE here uh, of the group. But I did used to watch it at my, buddy, my buddy's house, uh, David, back in the day in my preschool, elementary school days. And we always loved watching Rey Mysterio. I'm going to have to go to the Rey Mysterio. That's a goodie. That's a good one. He was a favorite when I was younger, yeah, I too. Think I think the yeah, best sure. masked wrestler out there. Oh, yeah. He's awesome. Loved watching him. And then how about we... Uh, about oh, Tony? no, Tony. Yeah, Tony. Mine is a three-in-one. Oh. Mankind. Oh, yeah. Mankind, Ma a.k.a. That Mr. Sacco, a.k.a. <laughs> Cactus Jack. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, it's four, right? If you I actually then count just McFoley. Oh, yeah, yeah McFoley. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And of course, <laughs> the boulder. Is that he voices the oh, boulder in Legend of Korra, dude? Yeah. Uh, he's, he's such a great guy, yeah. dude. Mankind was uh, like probably he, dude. I, he used to give me nightmares, dude, as a kid. <laughs> yeah, right. He was so fucking weird. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> yeah, dude. I feel like he went to the wrestling audition. He goes, oh, what do you got for us? I got a bunch of leather belts that I put on my face. Ah, oh, you don't like that? I got this uh, hippie shirt I could wear. Oh, you don't like that? I got this sock. Oh, I, I could just go as myself, a normal businessman who's tired of his day-to-day -day job. And they're like, yes. <laughs> <It's just> like <laughs> I just love that his finishing move was putting the sock on his hand and then sh putting it in other people's mouths. Wonderful. <laughs> so I... So I have a suggestion, Alex, since you're doing the rundown today, do it in a Wait, Randy Savage voice. I Ooh. see everyone else does Randy Savage really great. So maybe when they oh, do yeah. the rundown, but <laughs> this time the warrior, we're like, <laughs> today's rundown. I'm going to go ahead and do it in my normal voice. 
<laughs> and this rundown is brought to you by the discord gonna go ahead and plug it again and it's actually super great uh milestone we hit a hundred members yeah that's pretty dope so again if you're listening to this and you're not in the discord you're super missing out it's got a lot of great content um a lot of people are sharing their own campaigns their own characters and um their own homebrew stuff so um, and it's also a great place where Tony sometimes also adds the uh, character stat blocks and some map photos. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if any of that sounds enticing, make sure you also, join. If you want to just like get in there and like chat with us, we're like always open. Just let us know. Add us. I'm probably in there too much. <laughs> but I love you guys. So... <laughs> Awesome, and now it's time to roll for the recap. You know the I deal. Sh- I it needs to be a two. It needs to be Dan. Yeah. I'm a three. 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 He's three. I'm three. Oh, I'm two. Two. It definitely does <laughs> not need to be two. Oh, you just manifested it. You know the deal. This is a newer segment we've been doing. We roll to see who does the recap, and we roll a giant uh, foam rubber D4, where I am the number one. Two is Alec. Three is. Dan and four is Jared. If it rolls another three, this is weighted. <laughs> I want a new die. And dive. for those keeping score, it's been three the last three times. Thrice. Yeah, all three times. So this is four. So if he's gonna, let's see if he goes four for four. <sighs> Wendy's four Stop for four. Stop saying fucking four and never roll. So ner- why am I so nervous three. right now? Three for threes. Three for three. More threes. Yeah. Oh, it fell off. It fell no, off. No, you want to no, see it. No, we have to see it. You know, you know the rules. Whatever it is, I won't believe it. It, is. it would have been a three, of course. <laughs> we should have just went with it. We're going to go with the flick. Wait, get, whoa, whoa, whoa. You better flick that real hard. This is weighted. Like, this die is weighted. Are you kidding me? Tony, you just fucked it. He is so notoriously bad at this. No, we have to see it on camera. Uh, we still have okay, to be able to see it. You're going to see it. I just built a little barrier. Okay. He knocks the barrier over. It went behind the couch. Are you fucking <laughs> Bro, you threw it over the couch. Over the couch. I just want to point out to those listening. It's a three. Also, like, to show it's a three again. That it was another three. <laughs> <laughs> of course it was. Yeah, all right. All one right. more lob. Tony, take the barrier down and just do the tidiest flick. I don't, you know, it doesn't need to be whoa, a man. Because then it doesn't flick. spin it enough. It's got to get a lot yeah, of height in it. Some... Okay. okay. Uh, take the barrier away. Take good. the barrier away. It's a one. Hey. Ah, I, I got to do it. Thank goodness. Do you smell the Thank recap? <laughs> oh, yeah. The Bloodshore Bandits make it to Raven's Rest, yeah. Pretending to be Berkey's Fallen, yeah. Make it past the Red Guard checkpoint. From there, the gang splits up with the little birdie and the toy. Giant and the three heroes head to a tavern named the Raven's Tears. Yeah, where Dwell overhears a couple of red doored guards talking about them, yet unjustifiably putting them in a position that they'd rather not be in, brother. Yeah. 
And then a Kenku child steals Armos' coin pouch and the group chases them out of the town. Run, little birdie, run as the group chases down the tiny Kenku child. The blood shark vein can be seen being pulled into Raven's rest. Yeah, but the group gets the money back and meets back up with Bertie and head to the Shades Demands, a little shop that sells contraband within the walls. Yeah. What kind of contraband, you ask? Well, I'll tell you. A piece of contraband that'll put a spark in the show, yeah. Really light up the session, yeah, as they find the magic lantern well for the fell burn, yeah. But there was a catch. The three heroes need to use the oil to go back to the material plane in the very shop as there was a lack of trust between the two parties, yeah. And as the three heroes use the fell auger to finally return home, the Revenger smashes through the building with his iron gauntlet, snatching Drill and slamming it to the ground as the other two make a not-so-daring escape here, just proving that they are but mere shadows in the realm that is Revenger Madness. Bard, but Andrew will get on with the show! Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the world of Humbrea, featuring three first-time adventurers and one very patient DM. This is D&D 404. Boyos, we pick up today's session, session 58, with a split party mm. at the DM's doing. Mm. Thought it was suspicious we had three vials. Perfect amount to go there, back, and then back. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start like this. Drell, get, roll me a d20, and yeah, menace again. Roll me a d20. Let me know who gets the high roll. That's who we'll start off with today. Is this a dexterity thing? <laughs> it's just a roll roll. Roll roll. Got a nine. 18. Drell, the last thing you remember was almost igniting the fell Ogburn, and the world around you was beginning to plane shift back to the material plane. And before you were snatched through the wall by this iron gauntlet, in a moment of respite turned into complete chaos. You are ripped out of the backside of this building, the general store that you bought this lantern oil from. Roof. Ripped out, you are being held by the iron knight surrounding you you are held in the middle of the air before you can even react all you see is looking down about 20 feet this iron knight is holding you up and there are dozens of red dawn guards surrounding the building you see zenko the shady kenku that sold you the oil is pinned down to the floor and before your vision goes black as you're slanted to the floor you see a spear going to the back of the kenku's head effectively killing him on the spot. The Iron Knight takes you in a moment of surprise, slams you down onto the floor and begins to pound on you and rain punches. Your vision blackens. You awaken in a cell. You are cold and the sounds of water droppings is all around you, almost like a cave. Dark and dingy and wet with little to no light. Only the flames from outside of your cell barely illuminate your surroundings. Across from you, there are more cells. You definitely know that you are in a dungeon of some kind, but the other cells are so dark you can't see into them. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. <laughs> 
Drell, you awaken in this cell, and it is completely empty. You are bruised all over. The only thing you have on you is your cloak and some, like, your undergarments. What about my glasses? Your gear is completely stripped gone. You have your cape of bellowing, which was not bellowing at the time, which is why they left it on you, and your, and like an undershirt. That is it. You are bruised all over. You are slashed. You see deep red marks around your wrists and feet and neck, where where seemed like they uh, bonded you up and restrained you so so tight. You feel like you wouldn't be able to break out of it, or they used really strong shackles and made it as tight as possible to keep you restrained. But now I'm not in them, and no, you're not in them anymore. Okay. You feel very weak. You have two points of exhaustion right now. You are unaware of how much time has passed. The cell is very small. You're actually having a very hard time like being comfortable. There's no way you can like position yourself where you can like fully stretch out your legs. There is no bench. There is no uh, chains on the walls to hold you. There's not even hay for you to lay on. And you're like scrunched up against the wall trying to get as comfortable as possible. Drell, what is going through your head at the moment? I think the main thing is he's definitely worried about the uh, soldier or the, what is it, the the golem you're calling it? The Iron Knight, yeah. Yeah, the Iron Knight because he's already gone up against it once um, and he has none of his stuff. So, I, you know, he Drell doesn't like to really admit when he's scared, but it's probably definitely running through his head, at least right now. <laughs> doesn't really see a way out. As you sit there in silence, you hear the rattles of chains in the distance. You hear some voices down this long hallway that you can't really make out mm-hmm. because it's so dark. You hear echoes of footsteps and you hear two voices talking to each other in elvish do you understand elvish i do not know cannot understand what they're saying they're not like yelling in any way they're talking to each other but it sounds like they're laughing with evil intent like as if they're making fun of somebody behind their back but saying it loud enough for you to hear it then you hear chains wriggle again and you hear whip sounds followed by a Shrieking caw. Sounds like somebody's getting whipped at the other end of the dungeon. We're going to pause there. Mm-hmm. Minus Armos. Uh, the two of you have this water beating down on you in this porcelain closet as you look down, and there is a naked Kemi Joe. And we return to you in that very moment where Kemi Joe looking up, not recognize you instantly, and going, ah! Armus, help! Boom! In this sudden chaos in the moment. <laughs> I was not ready for this. <laughs> as Cammy Joe yells, the two of you fall out through the shower oh, curtain fuck. as a naked Cammy Joe, who's conveniently covered in soap in all the right places, trying to hide his private bits. Artemis, help! Boom! The bathroom shower room door bursts open. A human standing around 5'10", 6 feet tall, clean shaven, bursts into the room. He looks like he's wearing guard armor, but with a Roman-esque style to it. 
His cape bellows as he stands, taking affirmative action in the situation. Lastly, he has a centaurian helmet with a red mane, but along the bristles on the side of the helmet, it painted in yellow, says security. He draws his sword and he points it at you two. The sword has an engraving on it saying, Fortune favors the bold, in all caps, and he yells, Loose the naked gnome, or suffer at the hands of Artemis. Uh, my hands are just up. Uh, 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 we don't want any trouble. Uh, Cammy, is that you? Well, wait. No way. Menace? Cammy. I give him a giant hug. <laughs> He, he hugs you back with one hand and his other hand is over his private. It's like, oh my God, it's been so long since I've seen you. What are you guys doing We know here? him. We know him. We know him. Don't hurt us. Wait. We know him. Who, who dare touches my naked companion? That's, that's a weird way to say that. I was about to say, not me. Not me. I'm just trying to get out of here. Just moving by. Uh, Reginald. He's like, uh, I don't know. Minus had a, a friend like that, almost. Mm -hmm. This is new to me. Reginald, you know Kemi. <laughs> I don't recall. Who's Kemi? Who's Kemi Joe again? Oh my God. We'll talk about this later. Do you see Drell? Is he here? No. Who's Drell? No, I don't see Drell. Where's Drell? <laughs> and you look around. And Kemi's like hugging. He's like, oh my God, Minus, I barely recognized you for a second. Oh my God. It's been so Can I put on pants, please? Yes. Oh my God, oh, please. Yes. Okay, thanks. And he turns around and he goes back into the shower and he like rinses himself off real quick. And he puts his clothes back on. And while he's getting dressed, Artemis is looking at you. And he looks like he has like his armor looks very Roman-esque to the point where it looks like he's cosplaying a little bit because it's so out of pocket. <laughs> but he, he has his, uh, his helmet says security on it. And it also says security on the back of his bellowing cape. And he goes... How do you know my naked companion here? Uh, there's not a lot of time to explain. We met him back when he was doing some school project, okay? We helped him back in this cave. Oh, uh, cave, you say. Kemi, Joe, Joe, this is check out. And you see Kemi Joe come out, he's zipping up his pants, and he goes, yeah, yeah, no, Artemis, he's, he's cool, man. He's cool, I promise, I promise. They cool, they cool. Where's the, uh, what's your third? Was there a bigger guy with you? Uh, Drell? That was his name, yeah. right? Yeah, where's, where's yeah. Drell? Uh, yeah, I don't know. We saw something crazy happen when we were coming here. It's kind of a weird story. Uh, where are we? Well, one, actually, that's a really good segue. Why were you in the shower? And two, you're at, well, you're at the Sigic College. Oh, oh my gosh. Well, you're in the Alchemy Dormitory at the Sigic College, to be precise. Listen, there's not a lot of time here. We we got to get back. Almost, we got to get back, right? Yeah. Oh, hey, hey, hold. What do you mean get, get back to where? What are you What are you guys talking about? If only there was enough time to explain every magic and all the <laughs> items in the world. We gotta go, Armos. <laughs> Artemis sheets his uh, short sword and he walks over. He goes, "Well, listen, we can all take a breather, but any friend of Kemi Joe is a friend of mine." And he like gives you puts his arm like over both your shoulders. He goes, why don't we take this conversation out of the shower room and let the other uh, patrons go back to their nakedly duties. And you hear other gnomes and halflings in the stalls oh, next to him be like, yeah, um, hey, listen, we're trying to like uh, wash our privates over here. You think you can take it else? You take it, take it back at your room? Is there is there somewhere private we can go out of, out of eye, prying eyes? Uh, 
you hear a, another halfling. Well, I thought this one was private, but apparently not, Cammy. Oh my god. Oh my god, we gotta hurry. I don't, we, just, we gotta hurry, okay? This is timely. Yeah. Goes, all right, all right, come with me. All right, just you know, put your jackets on, put your put your coats on, and we'll 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 go to my, my we'll go to my dorm room. All right, it's just across the campus, right here. Across the campus. Well, yeah, just the bathhouse is not connected to the dormitories. I mean, that's that's unsanitary. Oh my gosh, we don't have time for this. You see, Kemi Joe put on a heavy coat as he's walking out to the lobby of the bathhouse, and as the two of you follow him, you see that it's snowing heavily outside. It looks like the dead of winter. And he goes, yeah, it's just that building over there. You walk outside, it's nighttime. The snow is coming down. There's about a foot of snow on the floor. You would know that this snow is like signs of midwinter. Yeah. Are there people just walking around? You do see people walking around campus. And at a quick glance, as you like walk out into the shoveled pathway, you see this magnificent campus before your eyes. The night sky is beautiful, filled with filled with stars. There are all these dormitory style houses and look in the distance, you see like a marketplace and in the overlooking the entire campus is this beautiful, shiny building with all these spires that stretch it to the sky. The craftsmanship is like nothing you've seen before. It looks close to elvish uh, type construction. It looks like a beacon of magic. Oh God, I wish we were here under better circumstances. Come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. And as you travel down the shoveled path, you see that there's shovels without anybody using them, shoveling the path, keeping the snow off the main roads. Oh, Armos, you gotta learn how to do that. <laughs> All right, I'm trying to think this through. I feel like we have to go back in that shower. It, is that not your impression? Yeah, we're, we're following behind, whispering to each other as we're following the other two. All right, Armos, I mean, we... We can't go right back there because they might be watching that spot, you know? So I, uh, I'm sure wherever we get to. Time goes by so different here, so. Uh, Armos, I don't know how it works. We just got to get somewhere private and I think just use another one of those. I don't want to use another one, but we got to get drill. When you look at the lantern, it still has oil on it. You notice that some of it, mm. like a significant amount is gone, but not oh. all. Well, we might have another use in this, huh? I don't know what we do here. We need to go back for drill. I mean, I guess, well, like, what are we going to get? Supplies? I just, I don't even. We just got to get away from all these people, do it again, light it up, and get out of here so we don't take any of these bystanders. Oh, okay. That's what you're worried yeah. about. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was like, we can just go now. Like, I don't care who sees us. <laughs> There's a lot to take some random bystander from the bath with us, you know? <laughs> Artemis is walking next to you guys, kind of keeping his distance, but he's walking very stoically with his chest out, and one of his hands is on the hilt of his sword, and his chin is up to the sky, but he looks like he's watching over Kemi Joe. As the four of you now walk to a dormitory building, and on the outside there's a sign, Alchemist Dorms. It looks like a apartment building, but there's a lot of like vials hanging out from the windows. You see that all the windows for each of the dorms are decorated, very college-like. There's like hanging vials full of like party liquid. There's all the lanterns have like popping confetti in them. Um, you hear people laughing from the various rooms. It is a the chimney is shaped like a giant beaker. It looks like. All these people had like a crazy time decorating this dorm for the semester. 
and the three and the four of you walk inside and he goes yeah my my room is just up on the second floor you can talk in there and as the four of you walk to the building we're gonna go back to drill yes how you feel man you're all beat up yeah um i don't think drill's got his ass kicked like this in a very long time and i don't think he's been this tired in a very long time either feel like drill's like trying to get some type of sleep but you're having some trouble breathing as is as you're like inspecting your body you see a massive black and blue wound like in your ribs you're mm. convinced that you might have a broken rib or two oh uh, fuck <gasps> uh, kind of hurts to breathe <laughs> and as you're sitting there you feel a lot of time has passed as you're sitting in your cell and then you hear the sound of closing doors. An iron gate specifically closes and you hear it lock. You hear footsteps coming down the hall. There are three men and they're wearing red guard uniforms. Full plate armor with a white tabard with the sigil of a sun placed on a shield. The symbol of the red guard. The three of them approach the gate but two of them stick behind. The two behind look like guardsmen with and that you cannot see their face as they are wearing full plate helmets mm -hmm. but a heavier set man approaches you he looks human white military cut looks like he's in his 40s standing at six foot three with a muscular power body build he's wearing half plate armor wrapped around his shoulder is where his red guard sigil is it looks like he's wearing a position of power and he speaks to well, look who we have here. Now, when I first met you, I didn't think I would ever see you behind these bars. How long has it been? A few months? Maybe a year even. And he kneels down, and you recognize his face. It's Adelram Beckford. Oh. Uh, fucking hate this guy. <laughs> you saying anything to him? No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I see you caused a lot of trouble you have the revenger sent after you impressive truly truly impressive but foolish i told you, I told you revenger <laughs> what could have you done to have the revenger sent after you getting into things we shouldn't have maybe. what are you doing oh god i kind of just i mean he's beat the shit right now i think drill's just kind of listening to what he has to say I don't really think Drill has the energy to even say anything to him right now. Going to stay quiet. Bold and probably wise. He takes off his gauntlets and reveals his battered hands, scarred up from knuckle to wrist. Takes out a key and he opens the gate and he walks into your cell and looks down at you. Cracks his knuckles. Boom! Delivers a fist straight to your jaw picks you up by your cloak and brings you close to his face. Now, we can do this for as long as you want. Quite frankly, I enjoy doing this. I just want to know, what have you been up to recently? Why are you here? Why would you come to Raven's Rest? I really like the jerky. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Punches you across the jaw. Full send where his where his fist goes across your face into the stone wall, cracking it. I agree, the jerky ain't half bad when seasoned properly. But I thought maybe the three of you would have 
step down and stop pursuing these foolish acts when I put that dagger through your cow's friend's belly. So let me ask you again. What are you doing here? I, uh, I, I just have a timeshare here that I've been trying to get my days blocked out. He picks you up and he throws you out of the cell as the two guards step aside as you are laying on the floor. Walks over to you, picks you up by the back of your head and slams it into the ground. You're gonna take 17 points of damage as he begins to lay into you, slamming your head against the floor. He goes, I'm gonna give you one more chance before I put you on the table. Why are you here? Yeah, I think, okay, so I think Drell is just not gonna say anything to him. And I think, yeah, he's just he's just not gonna answer him. He stares at you in your beaten silence, and he goes, fine, have it your way. And he drags you down the hall against the bloody cobblestone floor as you get a better sense of where you are. You see that there are cells on both sides of the wall as you are being dragged. In the cell in front of you, you see a cloaked half he's wearing a green cloak and nothing but undergarments he is hunched over holding on to the bars as he's watching you getting beat by Adelrim. very weakly he looks very bloodied he looks like he's bleeding and he's holding a wound on his abdomen you recognize him as bandabaris as you are dragged through the halls you go further and further down the dungeon walls and you see cells filled with kenkus you also see some cells filled with fallen people who look like they're starving to death. They look very ill. They haven't moved and they have very pale faces and they're just staring, staring off into the void. And you eventually brought to a table where they throw you on and they chain you by your arms and legs and they begin to stretch you like one of those stretching torture tables. After a few moments of him repeating the questions, you hear him say, he goes, it makes no sense to me, but your silence is formidable. Now why the council will not want to slay you immediately is beyond me, especially after getting the revenger of all things sent on you. But no matter, your execution by hanging is scheduled soon. It will be held shortly. And he gets real close to your face. He goes, it should be fun too. Unlike executing the fallen, you won't instantly vanish when you die. Where the people could watch you suffer. Stands back up, he looks down at you, because it sends him a better message anyway. And he walks away. And he talks to the guards. He goes, after you're done with him, throw him back in the cell. We'll be back soon. Some time passes and you go unconscious. I'm gonna go back to medicine almost i don't need to know about every book here i just want to get into the room i'm sorry we don't have time for this oh well you gotta see this. oh man this is a wild one you can look we'll talk about it later we'll okay, talk okay, about okay, okay, it okay, okay, right, <laughs> you finally get to kemi joe's dorm room and artemis is right there with you and the three of you walk in and it is a very small room it looks like it's meant to house a gnome and menace you fit in there fine but almost you even have to like scrunch over a little bit and artemis crouches as well as the four of you get in this very low ceiling dorm room there is a bed uh, along the wall right next to a window with a large desk filled with papers and there's a lot of chairs set up it looks like the way the chairs are set up it looks like he has friends over 
pretty commonly. And then on this bed, you see along the wall, it's like a bunch of pictures and Minis, he even has like the picture you drew him from when you guys first met, like hung up right there above yeah. his head post. And he sits down at the edge of the bed and he pulls like three rolly chairs up for you guys. Rolling chairs. Hey guys, all right, all right. Let's get to the Go bottom on. of this, all right? Like, take a seat, relax. Artemis, you can relax. And you see Artemis is sitting very stoically in a guard sitting position. And he just drops his shoulders a little bit. He goes, ah, much better. Still looking very stoic. I love Artemis already. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, guys, what's going on? Why Why were you in my shower? Armos, you got the lantern ready? Yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry to leave you so soon after seeing you after so long. There's so much I want to tell you, but uh, you're going to have to leave the room. Otherwise, you're coming with us to Shadowfell. I'm just going to lay it out there. Oh, in Shadowfell? Why are we? Yep. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you guys doing in Shadowfell? There's not enough time to explain. <laughs> <laughs> Drell is there. We followed somebody there. Uh, we need to go back for Drell. He's in trouble. Yeah, yeah, that sums it up really well. Thanks, Armos. <laughs> uh, he looks at Artemis and they like share like a look and Artemis like shrugs his shoulders. I mean, did you get my letters, Kimmy? Oh, yeah, I got I got some of them. Uh, but the, I mean, you stopped sending them like seven months ago. So, wait, what was the last thing I sent you? Was it when we, uh, when we got to Lelouch's farm? Yeah, actually. And he goes over to a stack of papers and he pulls out your letter and... Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Seven months. Seven months. Oh no. Oh God. Ah. <laughs> now Minus <laughs> is just panicking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm shaking Sid. Reginald goes over to you, Armos. What's a month? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, uh, that, that a food? Yeah, yeah, you know what? You're you're going to eat all the months and days. <sighs> Listen, we if you're not out of this room in the next 30 seconds, you're coming to Shadowfell with us. We got to light this lantern now. Ah. Uh, all right. I, I I definitely don't want to go there. So, Artemis, uh okay, let's go. All right. Hey, hey, ow, 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 ow. And he Artemis goes, "No, I kind of want to I kind of want to see this." No, ow, 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 Artemis. Ow. I mean, Artemis, if you want to stay, that's cool, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll go if Kemi Joko. I ain't going. I ain't going. I mean, if you think about it, we did save your life once. I think it's time to repay. He's probably learned a lot since we've seen him, huh? Seven months? My favor. goodness. I have I have gone to my 400 level classes now. I am in my, my junior year. Yeah. All right. Kemi, is it Winter Shield? Y'all winter break? <laughs> uh, no, we're past that. Actually, Winter Shield was a couple weeks ago. I mean, listen, if you want to help, Drell's in trouble and he needs us. Uh, 15 seconds. <laughs> I'm not a fighter, man. You know this. I'm an alchemist. I can make potions and stuff. What do you think, Armos? He helped us pretty well last time. You're a support guy. Kemi, you're a support guy. <laughs> I don't know too much about Shadowfell, man. I got a friend who's a Shadowfell enthusiast. That's about it. Wait, what? <laughs> they know a lot about Shadowfell? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, there's not enough like time for that. <laughs> yeah, where is this guy? Yeah, I man, it just looks at Armos like, what are we doing? I was trying to convince him. I don't know. It's going to take a while to convince him. But I yeah. I don't know what to do about it. I feel like we're wasting more time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if it was seven months that we were gone in that period of time, you know what I mean? I feel like any yeah. more time that we waste is, uh, Drell's more and more in trouble. Yeah, I think we, we hit the, hit the lantern and 
get out of here. Yeah. We'll be back soon, I hope. Do you have anything for us that could help us in our in our trip? Yeah. Wait, I know you got something for you. Hold on. And he starts like rummaging through his stuff. Good call. Yes. Uh, yeah, why don't you guys roll me a d20? That's a 12. So he's rummaging through his stuff and he's like throwing out empty vials and he goes, uh, well, I got this thing I've been working on and it's a tube that has like this green whitish liquid in it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's, a it's like a lucky potion I've been working on. Mm. If you want it. Yeah flicks you over the vial and the vial like jump uh flies over across the room and you catch the vial and it's uh he goes yeah it's called the uh it's called the filter of luck you drink it and you get lucky hmm. yeah does it last a while or is it like a one use kind of thing it should it lasts about an hour after you drink it oh, oh. all right when you drink it i'll tell you what it does all right all right we give the two of them a high five and then be like all right it's going down get out of here <laughs> <sighs> Nice to meet you, Artemis. I'll see you soon, buddy. Yeah, we'll, we'll be back. Come visit. It was a pleasure to meet you, new best friends. Oh, my God. Come around anytime. Yeah, come around. Just not in my shower. And the two leave the room. Armos. Armos, did you hear what he said? And then Armos lights the... <laughs> <laughs> did you hear what he said? <laughs> best friend. <laughs> The lantern begins to glow as the green flame is illuminated within the fell augurn, and reality begins to shift as the fresh, vibrant wood around you becomes old and decrepit as it slowly turns back into Shadowfell, and we're going to cut there and go back to Drell. Ugh. Drell, you are back at your cell, beaten and tortured. Ugh. You're going to take an additional eight Jeez. points of damage after being at their getting tortured by the guards that were there and they threw you back in the cell. Okay. Up against the the corner of the tiny cell trying to regain your composure, you still hear the guards laughing in elvish. And then you hear footsteps of them fading away. And then you hear the closing of an iron gate. And then it's silent. And then you hear a familiar voice from across your way from the cell where you saw Bandabaris. He's coughing. He goes, <laughs> Drell. Drell, is that you? Bando. Oh. Long time no see. <laughs> oh, it's really been a minute, huh? Not gonna <coughs> lie, I thought you fucking left us to die. <coughs> yeah, fuck you too. <coughs> but I'm glad to I'm glad to see that wasn't the case. I wish you could be under better circumstances. <coughs> they caught me during the heist. <coughs> When I went to Shadowfell, they were, like, waiting for us. I don't know how they got that information, but they got the jump on me. Why are you here? Well, we were, uh, Minas Armos and I were fighting some guy by the name of Julius Kendrick. And he decided to try to run away from us, and he dragged us into Shadowfell. <laughs> Bunch of cowards. Stole yeah, he's a little bitch. So this is why we didn't want you guys to come with us initially, because <coughs> because the shout the fell is flooded with these guys. It's like a breeding ground for these for these cultist members. So that's why I, I ran the shards, or I planned on running the shards, but they caught me before we could do it. And I guess they were waiting for us to actually get them. But I gave them a fight before <coughs> anything up here. How, so how long have you been here? I don't even know. Time is so different here. Yeah, 
Okay. That's what I was thinking. I was... Yeah. Because, like, I guess on the material plane, he's been gone for a really long time, right? So, uh, I guess... Yes, it's Arc 2. <laughs> so, so from, how long... Like, how long has that been, like, on the material plane? Um, From Dilmore to the end of Lelouch, about three months, because Arc 2 started summer, and Arc 3... The end of Arc 3 was, like, at the tail end of summer. Before we got dragged into Shadowfell... It was about three months since the heist. I think that's the best outcome. <laughs> that's not too bad. <clears throat> he coughs more, and you see some blood splatter outside of the cell. He goes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to level with you, Drill. I ain't got much time here. I've been kind of holding on, trying to find a way out, but it's no good. And he shows you a wound, and he's a really nasty wound that hasn't healed. Um, and through the shadows, you see this open wound that's just calloused over. That's just slowly dripping blood. Because I'm going to tell you something. I'm give you a little hope. And he walks over to the other side of his cell. He removes a loose brick. And he shows you a vial of lantern oil. Hey. I, I was able to snatch one of these before they got me. I may know how to get here. In case I was ever able to get a lantern. But they don't come down here at lanterns. And he slides the vial back and he moves the stone. And he goes, they're going to mess you down here. And they're going to try to get what they want. You know, I always knew, I always knew you looked familiar, Drell. Mm. I think we've met once before, a long time ago. Before the heist? <laughs> yeah, way before the heist. Is your dad Brax? Oh, fuck, not again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my dad's Brax. Yeah, he was a good man. He was a good man. He was a good man. You knew my dad? Yeah, I knew of him. I even met you when you were so small. Oh, uh, you became a big fucker. Yeah, what can I say? Got it from my parents. I'm gonna go shut my eyes for a bit, but... Um... They're gonna try to mess you down here. Just... Keep that in mind. They gotta try to do everything they can to get information out of you. And he ain't letting you go. Can I... Now, you know, after I've been tortured and stuff, can I do a quick, like, inspection of my jail cell to see like the integrity of everything sure because if he removed a brick i just want to see like kind of like what mine looks like yeah go ahead and make me an investigation check fuck uh that's a 13 13 will find something as you weakly examine your cell you're like dragging your hand across the bricks trying to find anything your cell has no windows but you can guess by the dampness that you are probably underground mm-hmm and as you run your fingers through the brine of the bricks, in the back of the cell, you feel a loose one. And you're able to, like, pull it out, but, like, you break the brick in the process. It's not like a secret compartment that Van de Bars has. And then you hear, like, a little... The sound, can I get an idea of how big the thing is? Probably rodent size. It doesn't sound like a big beast or anything. It sounds like there was something in the walls. Mm, yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'll go ahead and I'll patch I'll patch it up for now, but loosely, just in case I want to come back to it. It doesn't take a lot of effort. Okay. You try to shove the broken brick back and the sound muffles. And we're gonna okay. fade out from you. And we're gonna go back to Minus and Armos. The as the shadow realm begins shadow realm as Shadowfell begins to form around you, 
you appear back at Raven's Rest, but not in the location where you went before. You actually find yourself way further out from the building. A matter of fact, across town, across the main road, you find yourself in an old tattered windmill with a large hole that overlooks the entire town, roughly. The windmill is not spinning, but you see that below you are fallen workers towing the lands of this deathly rotten wheat, farming what they can with Red Dawn members all stationed all around the farm. You overlook into the city and you do see the destroyed building. You see smoke rising up where Drell was snatched, where you guys originally used the lantern and they are patrolling the streets. You see the Revenger walking down the streets, surveying the town. He does not look very far from your location. He's near the inn, which is a couple of city blocks away from the windmill. And we can see the guardhouse from here? So yeah, you see the giant back. Okay. It's like okay. very looming. It looks like a small castle can probably hold off a siege. What are the two of you doing? Falling onto the floor after being <laughs> transported. <laughs> your stomach, you getting used to the the, the travel sickness now as this is your third time jumping um, but you feel like your stomach is not doing so hot you also notice that instantly that your purified food that you have is now completely rotten mm -hmm. oh man I wish uh, I wish Kimmy Joe gave us a locate person potion that would have been nice Reginald's throwing up Bleah. oh my gosh <laughs> this is terrible Good, Sid. How are you doing? Pebbles falling out. <laughs> oh God! All right. We're upstairs. How upstairs is it? Is it enough to look and try to see if there's any entrances into the castle from where we're at? Sure. Or... So you are on the third floor of this windmill. Like you're at the very top. It's like a okay. at the top of this windmill is like a spiral staircase going down. Yeah. You can kind of see everything. At the top of this windmill, there's a giant destroyed hole. Um, very weathered. Go ahead and make me an investigation or a perception check as you are now looking at the city with trying to get some detail. A dirty 20. I got a 17. With a 17 and dirty 20, you guys get the same information. This barracks, this castle structure is up on a hill separated from the rest of a town. The hill is about... Uh, extending the whole camp the whole barracks ground about 50 feet above the rest of the town with one singular staircase going up to the dark iron double doors which looks like to be the main entrance you don't see any other main gates you know that looking at the barracks there are four main towers on all one on each of the corners they look like giant guard towers on the eastern side of it the right side from where you're looking is an exit it looks like an exit way there is a forge at the base of the mountain on the side of the castle wall and it looks like it's exporting this hot material it looks like something is being produced inside the barracks and it's letting out this refuge this hot refuge you also see that like overlooking like you can't really see into the campus but you do see the double iron gates open as they are actively pushing the blood orvine through oh these gates well in that case i think we should go through the front we should follow <laughs> that thing <laughs> point to the the blood or 
Oh, we don't have much of a choice. I mean, oh, we saw that thing and I'm eyeing this giant metal beast. We saw him take Drell and he's uh, prowling around now. So Drell ain't there anymore. He must be in the barracks, right? We're yeah. going where the, uh, we're going where the ore is, I guess. Uh, yeah, I, I think we could sneak through this fire thing over here, but let's start there. All right. All right. It, you said it was this windmill surrounded by guards. Like, are we there gonna are have to? Yeah. So when you look down, you can see that there are two guards at the base of the windmill entrance on the outside. You also see about two to three guards surveying the fields as these Kenkus and Fallen are towing them. It mm. looks like they're watching them work. You want to be a gas again, Armos? <laughs> you know, I do. I actually do. If we want to be the cloudy boys, uh, we well, could go. I will not be a cloud. <laughs> Just you. Hey, why, why, why can't he be a cloud? Why, why do we have to be the cloud? We could summon darkness. Because we should I only do the darkness thing, more. Armos. Oh no. Let's do the darkness thing. <laughs> Why try to hide if they just can't see? Cloud inconspicuous. Big giant ball of magical darkness moving across the field. Why don't you be a cloud? He's a child almost. Let's go with the cloud idea. Cloud it is. Poof. So wait, why isn't he a cloud? Don't think about it too much. And then he turned me into a cloud. <laughs> Good job, Sid. And I give Sid a high five. <laughs> and Reginald's making all these hand motions as he's trying to explain. <laughs> uh, all right, oh. over and out, and we try and we walk. Uh, I mean, he's just floating, <laughs> and we spend our time uh, sneaking down the windmill. So you travel down the windmill. I need both of you to make me stealth checks, almost with advantage. So how are you trying to get out of the windmill? Because there's one way in, and that's the main entrance where there are oh, two guards. Um, it'll be very easy if there's if I look out the window and there are vines, I'm climbing down that. Otherwise, nah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if it, if there are vines, I'll just climb down that. Otherwise, uh, through whatever the door is at the bottom. You definitely feel like you could climb down the side of it. It's broken side. There's enough, um, yeah, like wreckage there for you to hold on to. Absolutely. So yeah. you're gonna make me a stealth check and a acrobatics check. Yeah. Better for stealth, but now I have to do other checks. It's the caveat. I mean, you could just float out the side, too. You wouldn't need to go through the front door. Yep, You're in cool. gas form. I'm floating. <laughs> Arbos, you float down. Uh, what'd you get for your stealth check? 15. You float out from the hole in the top of the windmill, and you slowly fall. And this is going to take you a moment, because you can only fall at the rate of 10 feet. You're about yeah. 40 feet up. Oh, yeah. Minus, you're going to make me a stealth check and an acrobatics check. Stealth check was a 30. Acrobatics check was a nat 20. Ooh, okay, all right. Showing off, right. you saunter down this, this side of this broken windmill with ease, undetected, and you run and you roll across the dirt path and you find yourself back to the wall of this large building. Um, the windows are boarded up, but you hear like inhabitants inside of it. You hear people walking around, but you're not sure of the activities that they're doing. You do hear the sounds of metal clinking. Mm. Almost maybe another stealth check as you reach the ground in your gaseous form. Uh, 21. Perfect. You meet up with Menace in your gaseous form across the street as you are sneaking along. We're going to cut from there. We're going to go back to Drell. Drell, you awaken 
from a slumber. You manage to get some sleep as you awaken in your cell. You're not sure how much time has passed, but you do not feel exhausted anymore. You are just in pain. But there's something in the cell with you now. Towards the back of the cell, you see yourself that you're like against like the cage of the cell where like you would walk in. In the back, in the dark shadowy corner, there is a small wooden crate. The, the crate looks a bit damaged and worn, but it definitely wasn't there before. Oh, God. I know Minus doesn't like opening random crates, but <laughs> I think yeah. I'm going to have to try to open this. And uh, I guess I kind of crawl over to it and, and see if I can open it and look what's inside. You look at the crate and it's like nailed shut on all sides. It's not like a definite opening to it. How would you like to try to open it? Um, Just pry one of the top boards off, I guess. Or I'll look for a loose board that like anywhere along the top or sides and I'll just go from there. As you run your fingers along the top of the crate and try to find you gently like try to pull one of the boards off and it's the top of its lid in half is teeth and a large tongue it is a mimic and it starts freaking out and two beady eyes pop out from the top of the box and it's like looking at you and it's like looking left and it's looking right and it begins to gnaw on the iron bars and it's like looking around and then it looks back at you I was fucking right Uh, you see, uh, you see, as it moves, it doesn't like grow any limbs. It's like moving like a box wood. It's just like, <clears throat> like by, by corner by corner, like nudging itself along, and it has these big, big eyes and this long tongue with tiny baby teeth. Did it look like it was working when it was gnawing on the the, the metal bars? Give me a perception. That's a nat fucking twenty. Oh, baby, you see the tiniest bit of steam rising from the iron bars. Nothing nothing changed about them, but you feel some heat from it, but it starts to get closer to you. I start <laughs> chewing on the bars to see if it'll do the same thing. <laughs> you start chewing on the bars as you jump past it. Go ahead and give me a performance check. Okay. Like, come, come here, little mimic. <laughs> Chew on the bars just like me. Oh my god, I got a nap fucking one. <laughs> you go to reach for the mimic. He's like, oh, come on, little buddy. <laughs> and it tackles you, and you slam up against the crate as it starts to lick you, not bite you. As it massive tongue just drags from your chest up your face like a massive dog. <laughs> and then it gives you this big puppy doe eyes. This is wild. You're going to take seven points of acid damage as it's licking you, but you get the sense with it still on that 20 that it's not licking you in a harmful way. It's trying to be friendly towards you, but it just doesn't realize uh, of the effect it's having on you. And you feel like this small burning trail up from your face to your, uh, from your chest to your face, like a dog trying to say hello to you walking through the door. You notice that the brick that you took out before is completely smashed onto the floor. Can I look to see like where it came from? Like look Pat, like into the wall. You go over to the wall and this thing's like following you around and it's trying to like gnaw at your ankle to try to get your attention. And it, you're looking at 
the loose brick hole and you feel like there's some space in there that like something really tiny can crawl through. All right, then I, what I'll do is I'll just turn around and, and look at the mimic and I'll say, hey, little buddy, and I'll try to avoid its tongue and like pat it on its head, like the top of the crate. You mean animal handling check, please. Okay, I think I'm actually kind of good at those. An 11? It go, you go to pat it gently on its head and it like snaps at you. And you begin to pet it. And it's letting you pat it on its head. And it begins to purr. It seems friendly towards you. Can I see if I can start digging away at like where he came from? Like ripping the, like trying to make the hole bigger than when he came from? You make me an investigation check to see like if you're able to do it. I, I I literally have a fucking minus one to investigation and I rolled another <laughs> fucking that one. So I got a zero. We're on <laughs> D&D Beyond and I just saw a zero pop up. You cannot figure out, especially in this darkness, how this thing actually got in here. This place must have been built by the property brothers. This, this thing's immaculate. You turn around and it's beginning to gnaw on Nice. Okay, that's what I wanted. Come on, little, come on, little buddy. And it begins to eat. And it's trying to eat at the iron. And it looks like it's feeding off it. And then it goes. And it turns around and looks at you. And it gives out another mimicky yawn. It goes. And it walks over to you and then turns back into a full wooden box. Uh, I assume Kindrell put the put it together since he was taking the acid damage that the acid would also be what's working on the metal. Yes. I'm going to be like, hey, uh, you in there? <laughs> and I'm just going to like, I'm going to tap him and try to see if I can gently wake him up again. You see one eye pop at the top of the crate and it look, looks up at you and it looks tired. And it's like trying to nuzzle up against you. <sighs> Fuck. I hate being such a good guy. The last thing I want to do is piss something else off as I'm hurting and I'm trapped in a cage with it. Um, all right. Well, then I guess I'm just going to let it sleep for at least a little bit and then see if it has like more energy later. Okay. So you let it sleep and we're going to fade back to Minus and Armos as you snuggle up with your new little pet mimic. I'm going to call you Boxy. Minus Armos. As the two of you are floating through alleyways. Oh, this is weird, and I'm like crouch walking inside of our most cloud. <laughs> when you cut <come> back. <laughs> Never speak of this again, Armos. <laughs> Both of you give me a stealth check as you are sneaking towards the side of the mountain where this barracks is sitting on towards the forge. 22. 36. Wow. Two of you managed to slip past some guards carefully and taking your time moving in almost a slow state. On the bottom of this mountain, so like the barracks is sitting on top of like a hill and the hill is about 50, 60 feet up to keep the barracks above the rest of the town. But on this base level, there is a exit of a forge. And there are all these crates and out from the forge, like a conveyor belt is all this hot runoff. It looks like it's not being used and it's being poured into um, barrels. And you see some workers, some fallen, like shovel them in and trying to remove the refuge from the forge. And on the other side, you do see 
another exit where there are crates of cannonballs being packaged and boxed up. You see cannonballs coming out of that conveyor belt and you see fallen boxing those up. On either side of those, you do see red dawn guards watching over them. <laughs> I'm still inside the cloud. I'm like, all right, Armos, you can hear me. Just, uh, you, you go the direction you want and I'll follow you. <laughs> if you want to keep going, go forward. If you want to do something else, go, go another way. <laughs> what, what did the bridge look like the last time we saw it? The main gate? Yeah, main gate. The blood ore vein was being transported through it. In this time but that you were sneaking, the gates have been closed and the ore has been transported inside. Dang. Okay, well, we got no choice. So we head towards on. the forge. You want to go the the lava way, or do you want to go the cannonball way? Which way you want to go? Because I can go lava way. I'm pretty immune to to fire for the most part. So there's a way to go on there without touching the lava, though, right? So it's like really hot rocks and like okay. refuge. So yes, you could, but it's very about coming out. So you have to do a series of checks here to try to go through, oh. but you may. Definitely Fine step on. So, okay. <laughs> That's the more fun way. Let's do the more fun way. So, so I want to need you to make me an additional stealth check as you try to wait for the guards to look away and sneak past the fallen as they are walk okay. as they are working on these lines. So stealth check first. I got a 34. 13. That's with advantage. Wait. Oh, wait. Now I can use my feet. Oh, oh, that's true. I roll a D10. <laughs> What's it called? Uh, dark one's own luck. Right. When you make an ability check or saving throw, you can use this feature and add one d10 to your roll. Nice. 17. That's much better than a 13, <laughs> as yeah. the two of you manage to sneak up to the fire hot conveyor belt at the Ooh. exit of, of what's supposed to be an exit of a forge, and you look inside, and it is about 10 feet of like like 10 cubic feet like you can get in there but you have to like crouch under um as all this hot refuge is coming out slowly being poured as the guards are not looking in your direction you make a distraction with the fallen and they lazily look away and you slip in through the fiery hot shaft damn the fiery hot shaft making it out of sight <laughs> I'm gonna need minutes to make me an athletic acrobatic acrobatic check as you are trying to dodge this hot refuge on the conveyor belt. Need my inspiration die. <laughs> Got a two. <laughs> From a two to an at twenty. That's what wow, I like to see. You guys are, <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh god. You lose your footing for but a second, but you manage to like hug the sides of the conveyor belt and like you're like scooting along with your hooves as like Armos is just blocking your vision as you two are occupying the same space. As the two of you are going through the forge, we're going to cut back over to Drell. Drell, some time has passed and you're hanging out with your little mimic pet and to the point where like you're talking to it. It's just like looking at you. It's like fascinated by it. I know and Regi it's like Reginald thinks he's so cool and I don't know why. It's just like <laughs> I mean, Marvos has Reginald, and, you know, Minus has Sid, and my horse left me. And <laughs> it wasn't even my fault. He makes wooden box noises. Okay, so... We're ready for that. I need your help, Boxy. I need, I need your help getting through this door. Can you help me do that? 
all right, I'm going to hold you, and then you just, you know, lick away or chew away or do whatever you got to do. Bruh. And um, I hold it up to, like, where the um port is for, like, the key and, like, the actual locking mechanism of the gate. He begins to lick and chew away as he's feasting on the iron bars as they do begin to corrode. Some time passes, and Bandabaris has not approached the cell, even with the noise and you talking to your new friend. You haven't seen or heard him in a while. Um, I guess I'll yell over to him and will not, like, whisper, yell. Just say, uh, Bando, are you there? No answer. If you didn't know, this is Drell. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh... Then I guess I, I I'll just have to check on him. I guess when I get when when we get the fuck out of here, and um, I just keep helping Boxy uh work on the door. Okay, so you hold up Boxy, and he begins to corrode away the iron mechanism as you see it start to melt in his mouth, and starts to come away as the acid drips down the bars and is now doing noticeable damage to it. Uh, so since it's like weakened, can I try to kick it open? Yes, this will make noise though. Okay. Well, okay. I guess I'll just maybe try to see. Uh, I'll probably just let Boxy keep going at it for a little bit longer until it's pretty weak, and then maybe I won't have to kick it. All I can just, you know, give it a little bit of force and not make too much noise. As Boxy begins to gnaw on the iron gate, then mechanism begins to clink and begin to fold within itself as it's melting away and you feel the, the iron gates jostling. Mm -hmm. And as the gates jostle, it's becoming quite louder as you're trying to like rattle it open as quietly as you can. And you hear footsteps coming down the dungeon halls. And as quick as you try to move Boxy away, two guards catch you in the act of trying to break free. They're like, and they speak Elvish to each other and they go, what do you think you're doing? Are you trying to leave? And they laugh at each other and they approach the gate. They kick open the gate, make me a strength saving throw as the gate is kicked onto you as they bum rush the gate as Boxy's eating it. Uh, that's a 14. The gate is knocked down onto you as you fall back into the back of the dungeon cell as you fail that strength check and you see Boxy get knocked onto the floor, up onto its head, and it's like whimpering a little bit. It's like, no, and it's trying to re like stand itself back up, but it's just a wooden box like shuffling in place. He goes, what the, when, do, when do we get mimics? Do we ever have mimics down here? Oh, I hate these things. Oh, you never, you never had a little house mimic before? They're common around here. And he picks them, and he picks it up with his spear as he stabs Boxy. No. And Boxy begins to like squirm. And he throws Boxy into the middle of the dungeon cell floor. And the other guard uh, turns to you and drags you by your cloak. Go ahead and make me a, a contested strength check as he is now forcing you out into the dungeon floor. It's a six. He drags you out into the floor. Yeah, that's right. Pick on a little box. You piece of shit. Oh, is this guy? He, the guard kneels down as the other one is stabbing it with a spear. He goes, oh, is this? Did you make a friend down here? Did you Did you really think you could make friends down here? Well, well your mom just left, so I had to make another one. 
Oh, my mom just left. Oh, well, did you did you did you penetrate her like this? And he stabs you in the <laughs> oh, chest. Fuck, that's so good. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. God, that's a good one. Fuck. I was supposed to make the penetration joke next. <laughs> you take nine points of damage as he stabs you in your in your abdomen with a short sword. You are now on the floor. You are now bleeding. As the other guard is stabbing this your pet mimic, as he's stabbing Boxy onto the floor, the guard that just stabbed you picks you up, and you see his face, and he is indeed a drow elf. And he pushes you all the way into the back of the dungeon hallway. Boom. You trip over iron chains. There are ball and chains on the floor. There are skulls on the floor as well. And there is a window right above you. And it looks at the outside. It looks like it's looking outside of the mountain that the barracks is sitting on. And you can see a little bit of moonlight in the sky. And then you look back at the guard. And this guard is continuing to stab boxing over and over again. And it is flailing in pain. And in a last ditch effort, it looks at you, Drew. With its big, sad, dough, painful eyes tries to use its massive tongue to drag itself towards you and it gets stabbed one last time as you see the light fade from its eyes and begins to melt away into this purple ooze jello and you look up and you see this guard standing over you and he stabs you again he goes we're not gonna kill you just yet but you will end up like your little friend there and you look up through the little window and you see the moon shining <laughs> and you begin to rage. Can you describe this burning hot rage for me real quick, Drew? Well, he kind of touched on it already for me, but, um, <laughs> you know, Drell first he had his horse uh. and his horse was, you know, all of a sudden took him from him and, you know, finally he thought he had another friend that was going to help him in need and these you know one thing drell hates probably the most in the world is a bunch of bullies and two of them just took one of the closest things he could think of as a friend besides menace and armos um away from him like right in front of him so he's definitely pretty pissed as you gaze upon the moon losing yet another companion this fiery hot rage boils within you as your amber eyes turn blood red and the pupils begin to change from human to something lizard-like as your nose becomes scaly with whiskers. We're going to cut back over to Minus and Armos real quick. <laughs> what the fuck? What? Armos, Minus, you two are in the middle of the hottest situation you've ever been. There is coal constantly going through between your legs, Minus, as you are on this conveyor belt. Go ahead and make me another acrobat acrobatics check. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. What was it? An acrobatic check? Yes. Uh, 21. You are dodging this hot refuge as you go along the conveyor belt, but you finally see the the light at the end of the tunnel. You see where this is coming out, and you, you see that there are these fallen guys shoveling this hot refuge onto the conveyor belt. Almost in your gaseous state, you are still concealing Menace, but you know if you keep going this way, you're, the Fallen are going to see you come out the other end of the shaft. What are the two of you doing? Moving on, I think. 
don't yeah. know. Yeah. Where else to go? <laughs> I don't care about no falling. 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 We, uh, we follow that light. You travel down this conveyor belt as the as the rocky cavern wall begins to become stone as you reach the other end of this forge structure and you burst out the other end as you just hop off this hot um, molted rock and you see the fallen like stop in place and you see yourself you're in the courtyard of the barracks you're along like the eastern wall as you come out the other end of the tunnel and you see that there's all these barrels of like hot refuge that were dragged in from another location that these guys are just shoveling out like they're part of a routine and then you see guards from the center of the courtyard and there are a ton of training dummies there there's armor racks it looks like a big training ground the area you just came out to this area looks multi-purpose. There are buildings within the courtyard and you see this massive tower all the way in the northwest corner where it looks like somebody who's running this would probably be in that large tower there. And then the ground begins to rumble. Boom! The ground erupts and the dust covers the air. We're going to go back to Drill. Yeah. <laughs> Drill, as the rage boils within you, you are staring at the moon and you transform again, but not into a tiny mouse. No, you turn into a massive beast standing at 50 feet tall. You burst what? through the dungeon ceiling in and your head sticks out of the courtyard. Minus and Armos, you see this wide dragon head uh. with mouse-like features with uh. red burning eyes with short stubby arms as this what large dragon rat-like body bursts <laughs> out of the ground with molten hot lava fire refuse of electricity <laughs> begins to drip out of his mouth and he stands up as this giant rat dinosaur like foot steps into the courtyard raging two massive hind legs with very short stubby hands Standing at 50 feet tall and weighing two tons, standing before you is Drell of the Jazgenborn. As you hear slight notes, slight jazzy saxophone notes coming out of his brass nostrils. And that is where we're going to end this week's session. Probably very bassy <laughs> notes. I thought it was going to be rock and roll. It's a, it's a bass clarinet is what I'm hearing. <laughs> it's going to be epic. Uh, Drell, I gave you a character sheet, by the way, if you would like to go oh read God. that character I, sheet and talk I, about it actually, after the show. Yeah, I'm actually looking at it right now. It's oh, pretty spicy. Hell. I might save it for the next episode. It's it's pretty it's it's pretty spicy, but who knows? Maybe we'll talk about it. I can't believe you gave him a pet mimic and just killed it immediately in I know. front of him. I know. Just when he thought he had his own pet, too. Just so fucked up uh, i'll tell you what i was uh, gonna do in the after show we'll, we could talk about that for sure mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i had a game plan but things things went uh vertical pretty much <laughs> vertical <laughs> That's oh great. man i had fun creating this character I, I was on the fence about it we'll talk about it in the in the after show but um yeah <laughs> Uh, Drell has another transformation, baby. <laughs> another That's transformation. It. Yeah, no power over any of them, but I mean, it uh, it it, it just happens, which is <laughs> it, it works.
soon you'll figure it out. Now, as far as spicy episodes go, I think that's one of them, boys. I don't know how you guys are feeling. That was a good episode. I liked it. It got a lot done. It um, I liked the bounce back, the the like the multi storytelling. I think you did a really good job of that. Being able to handle two storylines at once. It's like oh, an onion. Thank it's you. Layers. <laughs> It's like a light switch. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, all I want to do is play this out now. I can't wait to play this out. I can't. I hate that we have to wait. <laughs> no. Right. Uh, looks See, like you might it, be in a giant well, fight soon. <laughs> yeah. I have so much to say about this in the after show. I've, I've been holding it in all episode. There's so many things I want to say, but what do you guys Holy think crap. about the i'll try to share yeah. the picture it is air and i hate to promote air but like it's the only way i can get this on good paper. for us definitely good I was for about us. to say for <laughs> i think for D related stuff i think air is perfect because you can get yeah. you can create homebrew content and then still you know what i mean Word. It's, it's not like we're trying to sell it we're just trying to give you yeah, good yeah, imagery. yeah. exactly yeah yeah for us the player is not being used as marketing stuff you know it's it's awesome pretty great just just gives you uh just gives you great reference to bring to the actual artist you know what i mean mm-hmm. <laughs> oh Good man stuff. is there anything you guys want to talk about before we end this before we uh close it out i mean there's a lot to talk about in the after show for sure but is there anything you want to bring up now um, um if you guys haven't been following up with last of us it's pretty I know. I know we talked about I'm, it last I'm time. One episode, I'm one episode behind. I disagree. <sighs> I have hot oh, takes. Really? I have hot uh, takes okay. about it. Yeah. Hot takes. Ooh, okay. After changed. show drama. Yeah, possibly. Um. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, I am right. ready for the after show. See you guys there. See yeah, there. we'll see you there. Bye, everybody. Catch you next week. Later. Whoosh. All right, it's time for the Patreon shout-out, starting with the Bloodshard Bandits. Somewhere in the cold winter mountains of North Trillis, Ulrich Shield Dust continues to search for his golden blacksmith hammer. Deep within the mines, Ulrich tries his luck with the help of the finest dwarven blacksmiths. After a night of merrymaking with old friends, he awakens, hung over in an ice cave, upside down and hanging by his feet. The sound of a yeti is heard from within the cavern. Julius Kendrick is covered in shrouds of darkness, protected by the fell. He is on the move, plotting revenge against the Bloodshard Bandits. No one knows if he is still in Raven's Rest or not, but he is certainly plotting in one of his many hideouts. Without his old crew lost to the blades of the Bloodshard Bandits, he has no option but to raise an army of bones. Reigns is making waves in the weather world as Meteor Mageologist. Ever since he saved all those people from certain death, his ratings have never been better. The downside is that his insurance has been raised due to negligence. May the rains bless down on Reigns coin purse. Now it's time for the Sigic College alumni, starting with Artemis, who is alert and stoic as he protects the alchemists of the Sigic College and his new good friend, Kemi Joe, although the culprits of closet vandalizers are still at large. Robot Crisp, the artificer, is determined to make his next invention work. Right now, Robot is developing new tech that will allow for instant hot bread and calling it a crisper. <laughs> Hopefully this invention won't become toasted like the last one. 
The Barbarian Ralamus is making noise as the Rock Tour is firing up and his band is getting major traction. His band Beholder is gaining more fanlings every day. Benjamin Hayes is one of the newest Sigic College alumni and an astute wizard at that. Benjamin is currently majoring in street magic. Come to class to learn or get educated. Sane Chaos is also a new member of the Sigic College alumni, however, a bit of a delinquent just as his name may suggest. Sane Chaos is a part of the Tinkers Guild, which rivals the Alchemist Guild at the Sigic College. And we have Umbrea's Heroes. Alex Dredd is back with his newest animated scroll called Night of the Living Dread 3. We've been dreading this one. Man with Glass is currently appealing his recent court ruling as the jury couldn't come to a conclusion. Also, after new evidence brought forth by Man with Stone, the case has resulted in a mistrial. Sergio, the wandering vagabond, has begun travels to new, distant lands. His cloak bellows in the wind of adventure. But what is his quest? Lastly, we have another new member, Angel. This ranger specializes in adorable companions from lovable pit bulls to a horde of kittens. <laughs> That's right, kittens. Cuteness can certainly kill with their tiny precious claws and nibbles and that's it for this week's shout outs if you'd like to be added to these shout outs why don't you go on over to our patreon that's patreon.com dnd 404 to see how that is done until next time everybody